Wait, what am I saying? <laughs> You're listening. Oh. You're, You're listening, listening to. <laughs> You're listening to discourse. 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 From from NPR. NPR. Maranek Public Radio. Seven thirty-seven a.m. May 18th, 2019. Oscillating tones vibrate every object in the dispatch room. Suddenly, the familiar earthquake. Chairs are thrust back, doors slam, steel-toed boots hastily thump towards the garage. I ascend into the ambulance and perch on the corner of my seat, concentrating only on the radio. There's an urgency in its muffled words. Unconscious female, likely stroke. I take a deep breath in, feeling the air enter my lungs and hold it. A woman's brain and body are failing. I've mended toes and wrists before, but never a life. I breathe out. Think you're ready for this one, kid? The paramedic calls to me from the front of the rig. I've polished my skills, memorized where every piece of equipment lives in this cab. Yet, I feel strangely unprepared to be responsible for, if only in part, keeping the blood flowing through this woman's veins. Even so, I shout back, I think so. Seven forty three AM. I sling the heavy bag over my shoulder and spring out onto the pavement. I don't know, I don't know. I just found her, a distraught man explains at the door. The EMT stays to talk with him. The paramedic and I rush through the narrow entryway. We reach a small blue bedroom. Before I can look inside, he mutters, Oxygen kid, now. As he steps in, I see her. Seven forty-four a.m. She's unresponsive, turbulently seizing in the middle of her twin-sized bed. I whip my bag onto the floor and begin. Tank on, tubes out, mask inflated. I strain to wrangle the thin blue straps of the oxygen mask around her swaying head. Eyelids flutter open and dilated pupils meet mine. My stomach drops. 
this wasn't in the training video. Seven forty nine AM. Faint whimpers intermix with the cacophony of the highway, the sirens, the bounding truck. I clutch a flailing bag of saline and adjust her blood pressure cuff. It's going to be okay. We've got you. I whisper inaudibly to her. Her vitals tumble lower and lower. Five minutes till the ER. Four. Three. Seven fifty-three AM. The trip has drained our portable tanks, so I hurry alongside the careening stretcher, clutching a bag mask, breathing with her. One thousand, two thousand, three thousand. Squeeze. I got it, says a woman in navy scrubs from behind me. She swiftly places a new mask over trembling lips, perfectly on the first try. Thank you, she says in my direction. The space around me suddenly becomes less blurred. Nurses and physicians and technicians flood the increasingly cramped hospital room. There's yelling. Ten conversations happen all at once. Come on, it's their turn now. Bob Rizzo reminds me. Bob, he was just the medic a second ago. Yet I can't look away. A tall woman in a lab coat shouts orders. A stethoscope hangs from her neck. The names of blood tests, imaging procedures, and medications fill the space. I feel my eardrums roar. Am I part of this? My arm is gently tugged, so I finally break my gaze. My feet take me back to the ambulance through colossal glass doors. I glance back at her. This wasn't in the training video. Seven twenty one AM, May nineteenth, twenty nineteen. Bob was already at headquarters when I scan in. We talk as the coffee drips. He doesn't acknowledge the woman at all. I replay the tape again. 
how my fingers adjusted the flow of the gas tank. I didn't move fast enough. How my arms propelled the glossy stretcher forward. I didn't make her comfortable. I didn't... Wait. I did. I did what I was trained to do. We don't have long. Lights begin to flash and sound reverberates in my skull. We jump, sit, the truck roars, the siren wails. I watch the pavement rush under us through the back door panes. You ready, kid? The paramedic calls to me from the front of the rig. <laughs> 